Welcome, all you business geeks, to the Business Geeks Podcast, an entrepreneurial show where three friends geek out loud and proud on everybody's business. I'm Super Joe Pardo of SuperJoePardo.com and IndiePodcasters.com. I'm joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, Jennifer Crawford, the co-founder of Sparent.co, and Samantha Riley of SamanthaRiley.global. This week, we are talking about one specific topic because it's a biggie, and I think that we all have pretty, pretty strong feelings about it. We are going to be playing a video probably throughout most of this episode called The Contrepreneur Formula Exposed, and it's powerful, and I know I have pretty strong feelings about it. I'm going to have to resist throwing out any kind of words uh, throughout the show. So we will we'll see how this how this goes. So, the entrepreneur. Who wants to take a first stab at this? Well, I always like to start with a definition. Uh, you know, oh, okay. sometimes we throw we throw words out, and maybe people don't know what we're what the heck we're talking about. And it's very easy to just tack on preneur to a lot of prefixes. Uh, so, um, I have a couple of definitions. They're very similar, but, um, so a contrepreneur or entrepreneurs are people who appear to be ambitious entrepreneurs offering exciting business opportunities, but who instead offer a scam that causes their victims to part with their money. Urban Dictionary mm-hmm. calls them con artists who make their fortune by fooling entrepreneurs into thinking they're getting a great deal or coming into some easy money when the reality is it's the entrepreneur making the real money. So those are two definitions um, that will get this conversation started. The gentleman, Mike Winnett, who is the creator of the video that we're talking about, has really sort of made a second career for himself, exposing what he calls these Insta gurus. And it's a really fascinating topic, I think, because we've all seen them out there. And because of social media and other things, it's pretty easy for people to make themselves look like a legitimate brand, a successful business person. And we don't really have a great way of fact-checking that. So that's where this discussion is, you know, coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that this is a tricky topic, to be honest, because I think, well, I know for myself, I actually, depending on who we're talking about, can be on both sides of the fence. So this is going to be a very interesting topic. I don't know. Should we start off with this entrepreneur formula that Mike talks about? which is what he's talking about essentially is NLP, and, which and, NLP. Yeah. New, neuro-linguistic programming. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> Thank you for filling that in, Jen. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm usually the one on the other side of these things where people throw out acronyms or words, and I'm like, I don't know what that means. Because I'm usually that person, I am always very sensitive to other people who might be hearing a term for the first time through no fault of their own. So, yeah. Yeah. So he goes on to say in this video that there is a formula. And and he's come up with this formula or noticed this formula, I should say. He hasn't really, he hasn't created the formula because he's gone 
and attended a lot of these events put on by these, you know, quote unquote, entrepreneurs. And so he's noticed similar things at all of them and how they go about convincing people to part with their money and buy their programs. Do I have that right? Absolutely. Did I summarize that? Okay. All right. Summarize that so well. Yeah. See, Lisa says, what's a contrapreneur? I think she came just a few minutes after the definition. or Maybe Uh, she heard it. I think she'll catch on as we go through. Be able to go back. Absolutely. I think it will become obvious any moment. And I'm sure that I'm not the only person, or I'm hoping I'm not the only person that's been to one of these type events. Jen and Joe, have you been to one of these types of events that Mike's talking about in this video? I have not, but I, please understand, I am skeptical by nature. Um, And I, I have this uncanny ability to spot BS. So these types of events have always struck me as a little swarmy. If I can, mm-hmm. if I can a say little, that a little, a, a little. lot swarmy because <laughs> they, they are preying on people that really want to be successful and they want to make a lot of money and they don't necessarily know how to go about it, but they have this picture of success dangled in front of them like a carrot. And they are, these people are really good at convincing them that all of these riches are attainable without a lot of effort. And Mm -hmm. it's a highly unregulated industry, which compounds the problem and I think makes this particularly, I don't know, I don't want to say evil, that might be a little strong, but but it makes it particularly ripe for a lot of victimization. Absolutely. This is where I start to... Uh, where it starts to get a little bit tricky. They're talking about, in this video specifically, the contrapreneur formula. And what they're meaning by that is the the um, sequence of events that happens right from before, the seeding before you even walk into the room, the way that things are rolled out during the, the event. And, and it is a formula. Now, I've been to some of these more shady kind of events and I know that we're going to go into those a little bit more, and I'm going to talk about one that I went to just this year. However, I also know people that use this formula that are not using it for evil. They're using it for good. And this is where I think that it's really, we've got to be careful that we don't tar everyone with the same brush because one of my mentors, I signed up for his program. He was using this formula and I worked with him for three years and learned so much. He's a really good guy, taught so much and still does teach so much amazing content, but uses this same formula. So I think it's not the formula that's the problem. I think it's whether you use it for good or whether you use it for evil. Well, I have a question, Sam, um, regarding your mentor who uses the formula, because mm-hmm. I think we're going to go through it. But one of one of the pieces of the formula, actually, there are a couple pieces. So one of that involve getting other people involved in in the examples that Mike Gwinnett is using. So when they need social proof, they're actually showing you or introducing you other successful people, or they're showing pictures of them with successful people and with endorsements by successful people. But these endorsements, a lot of times they have paid for. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And, and they also will show you people like rushing up to purchase the program. So then you, you feel like, oh, like I, I need it too. Like this, I'm, I'm getting caught up in the excitement of wanting this. And that line to the purchase are also paid people. Mm-hmm. So my guess is that your mentor, although he may use the formula, doesn't necessarily take it to that level. No. So he still uses case studies, obviously. We have like as coaches, as business owners, we do need to use case studies. It's a really important piece yes. of the puzzle. No, he doesn't pay them. How did I know that at the time? I didn't. I just believed him and, you know, he's a good guy and he's truthful and they were real case studies. Lucky for me. And he didn't do the rush to the back of the, the room. So yeah. so that piece he doesn't do. That yeah. And I think that's where I have the biggest issue. Like, I don't have a problem if you've got a marketing formula that works for you. I mean, we're all business people. We've all used marketing tactics. Where I part ways with a marketing tactic is where they part with honesty and transparency. Um, If you're going to show me a use case, show me a real use case. If you have a testimonial, what's the problem with getting a real endorsement from somebody who's bought your program? If you can't provide that, then you know, put on your suspicious pants because, um, I don't trust you anymore. So I think, um, I think your, your mentor, I have no problem with your mentor and and the way he's doing things, Sam, but I think, and I feel badly for him because I feel like he could suffer by the snake oil salesmen that are in the industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I wanted to mention that straight up because I don't think that just did mention it, that we should tar everyone with the same brush. However, what is in this video is icky and icky. It, it is just icky. Um, but is it, and, hold on, but is it icky because of the way he's portraying it? Just to play devil's advocate. Okay. I, I mean, so I, the, I'm not so, disagreeing. I just, I, I don't think he is in this because I know who he's talking about. And the icky part about all of this, and I've been in a room only back in March this year, I was down in Adelaide and Leon, Leon, my hubby, and I went to one of these events and the shaming practices that happen in the room, absolutely revolting. There is no better word. The shaming practices are just, I've got no other words. And this is what he's talking about here or one of the pieces that he's talking about. You know, we were in this room where we were shamed if we didn't agree. Like it was just pure, you know, hypnosis I guess in a way of getting you to think and do certain things not only did this person shame the audience he also shamed other coaches from stage and I just thought ah not good enough it is not an honest practice like if you're really as good as you say you are you don't need to shame anyone just tell us how good you are absolutely I agree with that yeah I think that's that's it's real bad that's a real (laughs) bad tactic I'd like to back up, like the step one of this, you know, entrepreneur formula is establishing authority. And this is, Sam, I think we're going to, you know, go back and forth into a little bit of a gray area again, because, you know, I have clients and I talk to business people all the time and we talk about establishing authority and we talk about ways to do that, you know, writing a book, you know, developing a platform, whether that be a podcast or a blog or an event or something like that. I I believe strongly in that. At the same time, it's not difficult to get a book published or even to get best-selling status on Amazon. 
it's not difficult to start a podcast and call yourself, you know, the business expert. Um, so again, I think we all have to do our due diligence in, in researching the people that we look up to and the people that we, you know, want to garner advice from. We really have to go that extra step to make sure that they're actually legitimate. <laughs> Absolutely. And and Jen, you did say, you know, anyone can be an Amazon bestseller. And I think that we can get very caught up because there are a lot of people in our world that are Amazon bestsellers mm -hmm. to, you know, to say, well, anyone can be. But in the scheme of the, how many billion people in the world, how many of them are actually best Amazon bestsellers? I didn't say I anyone. Think, I said it was easy. Oh, to sorry. And sorry. Okay. Big difference. There. Sorry. There, there is a difference there. So I just wanted to point that out. Okay. Sorry. Morning ears. I'm back. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> well, there <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> but, but yeah, you're right. I mean, these are all, you know, they're all legitimate tactics to build your authority and there's nothing wrong with them. But there are always going to be, there have been snake oil salesmen, you know, what they used to sell cures, miracle cures for disease. Yep. Um, they're always going to be out there and they're always going to tarnish or there's always going to be the potential for them to tarnish the reputations of people that are legitimate, right? We see it in almost every sector, you know, coaches, really, really, you know, real big problem in the coaching sector where there are people that are not great coaches and are not what they say they're going to be. And they're charging people a lot of money and not get delivering any sort of results. And then there's the, you know, the legitimate people that are, you know, it's a calling and they, they do actually, you know, you know, make some meaningful differences in people's lives. Yep. So, so yeah, I don't know. I think what I take away from this, you guys can tell me is that we really have to be more careful in who we idolize. Absolutely. I think one of the, and I hadn't heard this term, but I'd noticed it in, in other coaches, the term wishful identification. Had you guys heard that before this video? I haven't heard that term, no. but I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, totally. It. Yeah, where the people in the audience or the people in, you know, the coach's audience want to be that person. I see it so often and especially, um, women coaches that, you know, they look gorgeous, they've got the perfect hair, the perfect suit, the perfect heels, the perfect color lipstick, and everyone's just fawning over them. I don't think they're actually listening to what those people are saying necessarily. It's they're just thinking, I want to be that person. And these people prey on that wishful identification. That happened to me once and it had nothing to do with this topic, but I wishfully identified with a woman getting out of a convertible one time and she was, she just was beautiful and she was dressed nice and the convertible was so cool. I went to the car dealership that afternoon and bought my first convertible. And guess what? When you have curly hair and very <laughs> fair skin, the last thing you need in your life is a convertible. I cannot, uh. I cannot be in the sun. I, I, you know, I will spontaneously combust. My skin is way too fair. My hair cannot be blown in the wind. It becomes a, a bird's nest. So um, I did not keep the convertible very long, but that was, I was definitely wishful identifying with that, that stranger. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we're getting a lot of comments. This is a conversation. Uh, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, because I'm sure that a lot of us 
know these people or have been part of a world of these people. Now, what I found really interesting, I hadn't heard of, what's the name of this person again? Mike Quinette? Wait, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd never wait, heard wait, wait. of him before you sent this through, Joe. A lot of and people I, Can I just point out real yeah, quick? Yeah, absolutely. Because it looks like you were looking at some notes and I haven't said a darn thing since, <laughs> since Joe. Uh, this only has 524,000 views. I just want to point that out because that's like nothing. That's quite low for what this topic is, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So basically, the people that are watching it are like people like us <laughs> who already probably know. That there's yeah. stuff going on that's not, and he's just reaffirming what we already feel like we know, and yeah. and reaffirming in my sense what I don't want to be as a you know a consultant mm. as a coach and bringing people in both on the indie pod side as well as in the uh, business optimization side because like I want to actually work with people, not just put them into a program that like has them paying me two thousand dollars a month to do nothing like that's terrible mm, right <laughs> this i feel though is where the big problem or the biggest issue is here because this formula actually works and if we don't i think that i'm not i can't speak for you too but i know that the practices like this have held me back in the past because i don't want to be associated as a person like this i'm i'm not like this and i don't want people to think that i am however i also know that if we don't use some of this formula, then people won't sign up to work with us and those same people will go work with the entrepreneurs. So where does that leave us? Well, it's not the only formula out there I and we can certainly do any formula honestly. Um, again, it's just a lack of transparency, you know, not saying that this endorse, I paid $25,000 to somebody for this endorsement. I think that is dishonest, particularly when you're praying, they make a point that often the people that are buying these programs are like 18, 19, 20 years old. They don't have the money to invest, but they're putting, like, who knows? Maybe they're putting their college money into it. I don't know. But I just think that, you know, there are people that have the money and whatever they'll, it's not a, it's not a hardship for them to pay for it, but there's no regulation here. There's no protections mm. in place. There's no way to verify the claims that they are making. So it makes mm. it, it makes it really, really tough. Um mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, just honest business all the way. And if you can't be honest, then you have no right to take anybody's money. Absolutely. Can I, can I also just point out in this video, <laughs> he has a H zoom behind a blue Yeti that has no wire coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> nice eye, Joe. Nice eye. Oh, just, my goodness. And when he was recording, <laughs> when, he was, when he was recording earlier, he was like recording into the mic where like it was like pointed at him versus like to the front of it. So I just, wanted, just wanted to point that out for all no our podcasting heads out there. No smoking mirrors here at all. <laughs> 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 Which brings me to the next point because, as I was saying, I've never heard of this person and I ended up going down a big rabbit hole a couple of weeks ago uh, when you sent this through, Joe. And here's another interesting part of this, and this is where it gets really hard to kind of, you know, who do you trust sort of thing. They were specifically talking about Gary Vaynerchuk, who is often at these events. He's the person that's put up on the advertising. So people say, oh, we've got to go and see Gary Vaynerchuk. We've got to go see Gary V. And he comes on just in the last hour, does his thing and goes off. And Mike said to him, you know, 
it's great. You don't sell from stage. And Gary said, no, like he was pretty much saying how honest he was and how wonderful he was because he doesn't sell from stage. But hang on a minute. He gets paid because all of the other people pay to be there. Like, hello. Yeah. He's, he, he becomes the carrot. He's uh-huh. dangled out there. Like, I, I've seen ads in my Facebook feed for events where Gary Vaynerchuk is the primary, you know, picture that yep. you see. But then when you look at the event and you really you look at the schedule, you realize, oh, I'm going to hear, you know, Gary V talk for five minutes. I'm going to have absolutely no access to him. There's no Q&A. He's getting paid just to attach his name to this event and give it legitimacy and justify their really high ticket value. Again, we have to look beneath the surface of all of these, you know, business experts who are promising us the sun. But really, where does that leave Gary V? He's the one that's sitting there saying, yeah, all of those other people are snake oil salesmen. I don't need to sell because I'm better than them. But he's showing up on the stage being paid because of them. Like, is that just me that thinks, hang on a minute, you're part of the whole little puppet show, mate. I mean, he's definitely in the ecosystem. I mean, if I, I, I don't want to speak for Gary Vee, but I could see him saying, well, hey, if somebody's willing to pay me 50 grand for, you know, 15 minutes of my time, I'm going to take the money and walk away. You each have a responsibility to research and vet anything that you are spending your money on. That is not my job to do that for you. I'm just coming at it from maybe a very a Gary oh. Vee angle. I don't know. I don't know. Mm, I, mm. I mean, this is a this is a, a topic that is not necessarily black and white. Um, all you know, there it's is not. Some definitely gray area. There's lots of gray area. Well, there's what uh, was was uh, Ty Lopez did an interview once with uh, Mark Cuban. You know, does that make Mark Cuban in that same boat? Was he paid? Uh, I mean, Mark Cuban showed up, you know, at Ty Lopez's house. I know, but was he paid? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Right? I, at least I think it. I think it was him. Let me see. Ty Lopez, and I think I'm pretty sure it was Mark Cuban. Which is, yeah, it was. Yeah, Ty, Mark Cuban, and Lo- Ty Lopez. Nineteen lessons from a billionaire. I think technically, the FCC does require you to disclose if. If you pay for somebody's interview, does that become sort of a an advertisement or something? I think right, that, it's an maybe endorsement for you. An endorsement. <laughs> like, so you know, I, you know, it's the FCC is probably not listening to every single podcast interview or YouTube video, but it's something to keep in mind. I mean, there is an effort, you know, on the government side to make sure that people aren't swindled, but it's not ironclad and it doesn't cover this particular case where these people are selling get you know get rich programs Mm. right yeah it's a big topic we can't fix it here today can we darn (laughs) (laughs) just be careful out there people just because somebody says they're an expert doesn't mean they are Mm. it doesn't mean they they deserve your money and nothing's easy there's no easy there's no easy formula to being a successful business person. So I'm always a suspect if somebody's trying to convince me that it's easy. So I, so to me, there's like two aspects of it, right? Whether I'm trying to teach you to be the best version of the niche and, you know, service industry that you're in or the industry that you're in versus I'm trying to teach you how to 
show up and like have a hundred people throw you know a thousand dollars at you at a piece to work with you and create a, a form of pyramid scheme out of that right and talking with somebody like back in like 2015 like what they effectively told me when they were like well i you know i had this business coach like he's a business coach and he's like i had this business coach and she oh, oh look who's making an appearance there that's amoeba <laughs> stealing the show <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know so he He's like, well, you know, this coach I had was incredible. They were amazing. They showed me so many things, but I would never recommend somebody go to them. And I said, why not? Well, because they only charged me $500. So I can't like I can't charge other people to be a better coach more than that or much more than that, even though they gave an amazing amount of value at $500. Because like this person described to me was effectively like if I pay ten thousand dollars for like you know a week or whatever to work with so and so big name person like now i can go and add that fee in roll that into my fee because i can take that information and now roll it like that and i'm like and i spent maybe like 20 30 minutes with this person and i'm like you're effectively talking about a pyramid scheme like you know it's not a, a traditional one but it's a it's like a understood one of like the industry and I'm just like, wow, I like I don't really want to be a part of that. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of that at all. That sounds terrible. Um you know, so I, I, I don't I don't know. So like I, I know I had uh been kind of coaching adverse for a few years there early on and only in the last couple of years have been more proactive with the idea that like, you know what, screw that. Like I I know what I'm talking about. Like I've been around it, I've done it, I have friends that have experienced it, like I, I have this huge network and like I deserve to help those people. Mm. Darn there's it. People, there's you know. people that want your, and for all of us, they want our, you know, our IP, our expertise, our experience, and, you know, we can help people. <laughs> Lisa says, the guy who sells the To Be a Millionaire class drives a 1988 Oldsmobile. <laughs> and that all comes down to people's values, though. Yeah, I can't, I'm not, yeah, you can't go by that. Because yeah. you get to a point where, like, if you are a millionaire, like, I could just buy any car I want. Why? What does it matter what I drive? True. Yeah. Or I mean, if I barely drive, why does it matter? Warren Buffett yeah. still lives in the original house he bought when he got married. I think he paid 30000 I'm sure yeah. it had some additions onto it and some updated bathrooms and a nice kitchen, but it's the same house. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> it definitely comes down to people's values. I know, you know... Some people like nice cars. Some people don't care for them. And I don't think yeah. that that's necessarily how much someone earns. It's more about what's important to them. Yeah. I, well, I yeah. think she's probably just making the point that, hey, like, oh, totally. you know, the, the guy who like wants to try to be a millionaire, he might not necessarily be a millionaire. I mean, I've met, a, I remember meeting a coach one time and actually a friend of mine was paying this coach and come to find out, like he found out like mid coaching you know that she like was couch surfing because she was homeless <laughs> i was like oh i'm sorry but this oh. is not the this is not the picture of my the coach that i would be trusting uh, to give me advice business advice yeah so you know that happens oh slippery slope slippery uh. slippery slope but i think we all you know i when i watched that video i am guilty of one thing on that video and i did it and i had no idea why i did when i priced my virtual summit we priced it with a seven at the end and i was like oh i just see that all the time and this is so unlike me i'm not i'm, I'm usually not like let's just do it because everyone else is doing it but i just 
you know, did that, you know, price ending in a seven. So I was like, oh, that must, it must work. People must, that must be better than a, a, a price with a nine on the end of it. So it I'll do work. it. And it's in the formula. So I, I'm it's a entrepreneur. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you are a entrepreneur I'm a at part all. Co- I'm a part entrepreneur. I'm using the formula. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, there was a um, I forget if it's like Shopify or one of those one of those shopping cart companies. I don't remember which one it was. Like. Like four or five years ago, they did like a whole analysis of like whether you should have a five at the end, a seven, a six, like, and they, they, cause they had access to a ton of, you know, of, of resources to like investigate if it, if it made a difference, right? The five versus the seven. And yeah, I think it was the seven that mm-hmm. people landed on. But I mean, look at like Walmart. Walmart uses the seven for a long, long time too. And now they've moved to five because I don't know, because maybe because people got used to the, the idea that the seven eventually it'll be the two because people will just get overly abundant to hear that because it's, it's just taking you off of the big number, right? It's $997 yeah. instead of 909. Oh, that's a hundred dollars, but $97 is so $97. It's still much cheeper. I mean, I guess our, our brains, our reptilian brains must respond to that. I just want to, uh, well, I, Melissa Henry says that the seven doesn't make me a entrepreneur. <laughs> Just in case you guys were labeling me, I want to let you know that <laughs> Melissa does not think I am. Oh, man, that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah, it's helped. And I think as, you know, business owners, as coaches and stuff, I think that we need to just constantly look and reevaluate ourselves on what we're offering and validate with other, you know, with other people, with the testimonials that we're getting that like, hey, we're not doing this so that we could have some fat bank account that makes other people feel like they can go get this fat bank account. Because like, if that's what you're selling, that's different, right? That's just different. I think that if we are providing other needs and other wants than just money, then I feel like we're doing it without even realizing that we're not in that boat. Totally. You know what else I think? And it just came to me as you were talking then, Joe. I think, you know, going back to you saying there was only 500 and something thousand views. Yeah, 520,000 views, yeah. So the way that people find out about these things, right, is because these people have got huge marketing budgets and no one knows any better. What if good entrepreneurs like us, like the people that are watching this live stream, actually helped by spreading the message of all of us so that more people found out about the people out there doing good, I think that would be super helpful so that we all help each other spread the message. I think that is so great. I I think small business owners are like some of the best people I know I've ever met mm-hmm. and that I, you know, associate with. And with very few exceptions, they're very generous, hardworking people that will very enthusiastically support one another. Um, several of them are in the chat right now, which mm-hmm. I'm so great. Um, Lisa says she's been using social proof techniques for even her freebie downloads. It doesn't make us slimy. I agree. Mm-hmm. Social proof techniques do not make us slimy as long as they are honest, as long as they Absolutely. are real, not paid for, and genuine. Yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> well, there there we do, go. Do, do, we, feel, I am do just, we feel better? Do we feel I feel a little better. I feel like we got this like out of our systems. I think it bothers us so much because as business people, we try so hard to deliver mm-hmm. honest value Absolutely. to our customers that when we see other people 
you know, being successful by doing the opposite, it just really boils our blood. It, yeah, it really, really does. You know, I would equate it to, and I don't know if this is going to resonate with either of you, but the, but in baseball with the, like the, the steroids and stuff like that, right? And the steroids isn't necessarily changing. You know, the people that are already going to be great are going to be great. The steroids really comes into play when you have people that are on the bubble of being able to make the team versus, you know, and they're not taking steroids versus, well, the person they were competing against to keep keep that spot on the team was taking steroids. Because that happened here. Uh, a story, There was a story that, that came up not that long ago about a pitcher that got bumped off the Phillies team. And it turns out that the guy who kept his job, kept the, you know, kept his position was taking steroids. Mm. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's those things where it's like, they're not being genuine and it's, hurt, it's hurting people, right? So in mm. some ways, it's hurting – this is hurting us as business coaches and consultants because it's yeah. taking money out of the pool from people who are like genuinely have the experience, genuinely have you know the fortitude to be genuine and help pe- want to help people in a way that isn't just about like the money part of it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. – Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And, yeah. And the thing is, I think we've all started businesses without going to any of these – events. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to listen to a self-proclaimed business expert to start a business or have a successful business. I think another element of all of this is we need to learn to trust ourselves. Mm-hmm. If you want financial advice, read Warren Buffett's book. I mean, really go to the real experts. Uh, I mean, I think you're better off reading a book than by going to these events and and then trusting your instincts. And yeah, I think that's all I have to say on that. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. think I think you wrapped it up, Jen. I think so too. Yeah. Thank you for the comment. Appreciate that, Lisa. We're trying to bring topics to light and go deeper into those topics and hopefully be somewhat entertaining throughout the time of, <laughs> that we're doing it. So we appreciate that we're probably apparently getting good feedback. So Yeah, the good. ladies are in the house. The ladies showed up today. I mean, Brent, we are always happy to have you because you are, you know, you are the greatest. But it's nice to see all the ladies in the house. My friend Lisa and Melissa, they're amazing businesswomen themselves. Melissa just did my brand photography. Oh, um, I loved it. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that. No. You haven't even oh. seen everything yet. Oh. Uh, Melissa Dumple Photography, if you need brand photos and everybody does, I'm I am a convert. Up. You definitely, definitely should work with her if you oh, are anywhere. So excited to see that. Anywhere nearby. Yeah, she's amazing. So creative. So different. Yes, that's me. Um, Six Figure Salon for women who love running to the bank. And we're not teaching you how to get rich quick. I just want to like point that out because I realize that this might seem suspect <laughs> with our conversation. But I think our $77 summit is not going to keep you from paying your mortgage. So um, anyway, it's going to be a fun event. We're mainly uh, focusing on relationship building at this event. So allowing people space to find potential collaborators, referral partners, expand your business network outside of your immediate one, along with some tactical knowledge for people who are looking to reach their next business financial milestone within the six figures. So um, I hope everyone will join me there. I mean, yeah. I mean, I had to pay for these photos. So <laughs> you got to buy a few tickets if you don't mind. So, I mean, they're great and everything. Um, actually, the economy moving, people. Keep that yes. moving. That's right. And Melissa Dumble Photography is a sponsor of the event. So we are happy to be working with her. 
Love it. Love it. Fabulous. Enough about me. You guys need to need to plug it up here because I just did mine. <laughs> take, take it. Take it from well, here. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, well, if you want to launch, grow, and monetize a podcast, uh, the IndiePod University has changed over from, well, it's merged from a different program into that singularity. Oh, wait, this is this way. Thank, thank you very much, Jen. Was you passing it off? Like, um, yes, trying. <laughs> into a single program called IndiePod University, where you can learn to launch, grow, and monetize your podcast and uh, we actually have quite a few signups in the last couple of days so i'm very happy Yay, happy about that awesome. so, yeah i mean you have got like there. just so much content and like such a mm-hmm. like a robust thriving me. community there like mm-hmm. if you are oh thank you if you are starting or have a podcast like it's where to be like Absolutely. All, the, all the knowledge all the support all the camaraderie in one place that's so great so valuable and sam i know you're not pushing anything but i love your podcast and i actually have been meaning to talk to you about being part of the six figure salon too but i it's probably not the place to do it but i'll email you <laughs> let's, let's continue that on and yes thank you for mentioning the podcast thought leaders business lab we're coming up to 200 episodes in a couple of weeks so i'm a bit excited so good guys that's so awesome. Good. Congratulations. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you. I love it. Uh, before we before we get out of here, let me uh, just say my one cool thing for this week, because this was my episode of the Business Geeks podcast. Oh, JT Fox. JT. <gasps> uh, that sounds more like it. <laughs> I, I am writing I, it down. Yeah. Yep. Who is JT Fox? He is a, a snake oil salesman. Yes, he's, he's in the uh, in the in the fold with some of those others we spoke about with a how, with a name like JT Fox you'd think that's all you need to be successful <laughs> JT Fox on the BBB uh nine complaints oh nine complaints only only nine i mean well 10 since here count Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> go do it. go hook it up Melissa. let's see uh lisa's interested in sponsorship info i'm assuming she's talking to you jen so you oh, can well, I will, salon, absolutely I, I will uh slide that our sponsor deck into your inbox uh shortly let me get a note of this <laughs> awesome Awesome, awesome, awesome. So what I, I wanted to talk about this week is if uh, if you're creating content for social media, YouTube, or anything like that, and you need music, Epidemic Sound, we're not sponsored by them, unfortunately. So uh, maybe someday. But we should we, be. We, we, we totally should be. If for just 15 bucks a month, you can have unlimited access to their entire soundscape. You get 30-day free trial right off their website. So I use it for all of my videos. It's super helpful as a content creator. So, uh, you know, go check it out. Epidemicsound.com. What does it say? You got 32,000 tracks and 64,000 sound effects. A lot of these There's sound effects stuff on came there. from there. So if you want uh, some gra- glass breaking, some getting beat up, as I tend to be, uh, things like that, the record coming off, skipping the ding, the claps, uh, all of that is coming off of Epidemic Sound. So you should uh, go and check it out. That's my one cool thing for this week i love it i didn't know Very anything about i'd never heard of that that sounds, oh, really? that sounds amazing i'm so oh, glad it you is, yeah it. yeah i mean for 15 bucks like you just put in like your social media accounts and then you can share as much as you want like you can rip as much as you want off of there to put into your videos and all of that the sounds are awesome thank you lisa i, I appreciate that <laughs> so this episode if you've enjoyed this episode of the business geeks podcast where we talked about entrepreneurs out there 
please share this show, the Business Geeks podcast, with the Business Geek in your life. And we'll be here next week, Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, or Tuesday, 7 a.m. Australian Eastern Time. Uh, And if you have any questions or suggestions, please shoot us an email at our super long email address, questions at businessgeekspodcast.com. We will see you all next week. Whose episode is it next week, by the way? Oh, it's Sam's episode. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Pretty awesome. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time tonight and all the comments and all the love. Take